podcast where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm so, so glad you're here. This is part four of our series, Limitless, and I know you can't see it listening on the platforms, but I have a very special guest to not only close out this series, but even as a little surprise, we're actually going to do another week. So just in a few more days, we're going to have another uh, guest uh, host on as well, or or just a guest, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper in the Limitless. But today, today, part four, me and my brother here, we're, we're going to go into it, and I've known this guy Man, I, I think for almost, I want to say 15 years, I think, almost, if I do my math right, it's been just about that long, I think. Um, might be showing our age a little bit, but it, it might be that long, I think. I think, is that right, Jonathan, about that? No, it's 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 longer. It's, it's, it's been, been about... longer? Oh, my it's, God. It's been longer, probably about, we hit about probably 18 close years. Close to 20? Oh, Lord. Eight, we, 18. This relationship almost grown. <laughs> yeah, I think I met you in... Um, oh, wow. 2000. Four. Yeah. No. Uh, eh. I don't know. Don't it's matter. Been long, I, it don't I matter. love you anyway. We love each other. We <laughs> awesome. This is my brother. I'm going to let him introduce himself and then we're going to jump into this concept of limitless for part four. Jonathan, let, let the people know who you are. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Um, John Pettis. Um, I, I love the Lord. Um, I've been a believer for a while, but definitely had some post Jesus backslide um, as I be transparent. Here, I think a lot of us know what that is uh, when you kind of give your life to Christ and you kind of struggle in your walk a little bit. Uh, I think that's everybody. But I think with that being said, I've learned um, the grace of God over my life. And it's lent me a, a lot of great opportunities to show his love across the world um, and across the earth and to my family and friends and loved ones. So i uh, been doing this thing, social media, um, podcasting, radio platforming thing for a while now um took some classes in college kind of had a communication drive um and that's how i ended up uh meeting nick in one of our uh in one of our roles here and um it was just really great and we've we've kind of clung to each other and kind of held each other accountable over the years um even when we kind of went our separate directions so i'm really honored and grateful thank you um nick for having me on the show I am super excited um, to kind of really dive into this. Uh, you know, this is our thing. So I, I look forward to just talking. Every time yeah. we on the phone, man, we just, just like, talking. we just talk. We look up and it'd be like three hours. So yeah, hopefully yeah, it yeah. don't go that long. Hopefully not. But if it is, it's going to be nothing but nuggets of wisdom and entertainment for y'all. That's right. Um, Jonathan is, of course, for those watching or for those listening all over, uh, he is like me. He is from the greatest city in the world. Chicago, Illinois. Shot down. Uh, we are passionate about our Bulls and and I want to say Cubs, but I think Chicago anything we're pretty passionate about. So yeah, um, I was a little yeah. busted about yet last night. We should have won that one, but we're, we're not, not going to talk. About we're that. not going to talk about that. We we not. <laughs> we'll be. This will be a whole another type of podcast if we talk about that, which we probably need to talk about doing something like that because we definitely got a lot to say on that regard. But we're gonna mm-hmm. jump in on this limitless and and for those that have been with us. Um, and you know, you've listened to the first three episodes where we really talked about self-imposed limits. We looked at the life of Moses. We also looked at Noah last week and, and how even our limitless thinking and what others around us, um, can do. And if this is your first time listening, I encourage you to go back and tap into this series and even go back a step further because at the end of 2021, that was the word that God gave me regarding 
vantage point podcast the word was limitless right and, and it was just to be limitless and what we talk about the, the topics we tackle and, and if you've been with vantage point or been listening for a while you know we don't shy away from any conversation we don't shy away from any topic mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's political religious uh cultural anything we're, we're going to talk about it but we're going to look at it from the vantage point of god and and really find those nuggets to, to continue to grow and continue to build but when mm-hmm. it came to this word limitless, like there was just a shift in what I was thinking in terms of vantage point. And I think for some people, when you're doing something right, you're, you're, you're doing something you're passionate about that, that, you know, you heard God um, speak to you to do. And then he throws out something like limitless, right? Like this is, there's no limit to what you're doing when you mm-hmm. have me. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where the first part I want to go with this, John, is, is when you think about that, when you think about limitless thinking when it comes to God, like what, what are some things that come to your mind? Well, yeah, great, great question. When you when, when I start thinking about when you told me about the title and everything and I took a listen to um, even some of the previous shows as even in support, when you think about the limit, limitless nature of God, um, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, because I, I I have limits, you know. Um, let's just take time for example, right? Time comes into existence the moment he says, um, "Let there be light." Before that, there is no time; it's eternal, right? And then he gets light, darkness, and then that was the first day. Time begins. So now we have these limits on us that we now exist in time where we also serve a God who is limitless with this time. So when I think about God in 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 limitations, I I think I think timeless, eternal. You know, I know there's a lot of things that he can do, but when you talk about someone who exists outside of time, it it, it you recognize I, I am nothing like that. One day we're going to have our day where we are not going to be here. Right. And when you think about God and his, um, his presence over the years from the beginning of time and all the way to the end, whenever that's going to be, when I, when I think of limitless, that's what I think about. I think about him existing outside of time. I think that that's powerful because it, it, when you even, like you said that that's when time began. Right. Let there be like the first day. And when we think about this, like the where God lives and where he is in terms of eternal. Right. He's outside of the time that we know. We'll say it that way, like mm-hmm. the the Kronos time. Right. That we know we even at at our church had a whole uh, message about Kronos and Kairos and all the, you know, all these mm-hmm. things. But how God is created time and you you touched on something like that i think has been really uh relevant um for people these last few years is that time is limited um Mm -hmm. our time is limited um you know i think we all um in our minds i I think if if you took a survey of people and the thing that they think about least when it Mm -hmm. comes to life right is is death you know, how many people think, I mean, I, it, and if they think about it, they don't talk about it. We'll say it that way. But the reality is, is like you said, one day our time runs out. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think it's so imperative. Like 
as believers that we get in tune with a limitless God because there's things and we know our purpose here. We know how we're supposed to connect and, 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 you know, be in relationship with him and those things. But when God gives you a calling, when God gives you some specific instructions, right. You know, he's asking you to do something. We looked at Moses, we looked at Noah and, you know, I mentioned it last week. The one thing I love about Noah is like, he didn't waste time. Mm -hmm. He just went to work. Correct. And he he wasn't, at least the Bible doesn't tell us he was concerned with timing in he, as he knows it. Right. Whereas um, Moses was concerned about everything. Yeah, he (laughs) was. About everything. Go ahead. I mean, that's that's true. And I, and I want to kind of touch bases on like what you said about like, you know, we we do we do have time. Right. And time. It, it runs out on us. Right. But here's the thing. Right. We necessarily don't run necessarily run out of time. Right. Your time and my time has already been established. And that's one of the hardest things that for for people to die all the time. It's weird how we don't think about it that our time has already been established. It's already been set. And when God gives you instructions on what to do, he knows how much time you have. Here's the thing. The will of God has nothing to do with your established time. It has something to do with his eternal time. Because you look at Moses and he's told him, he says, man, listen, go to the promised land. Set my people free and get over to the promised land. And Moses had messed around and got up on the mountain and was like, Lord, I don't want to lead the people. He's like, listen, I'm going to take you over there. And he was like, I don't want to lead the people. He was like, cool. You stay out here with them and I'm going to bring the rest of them in here because them getting to the promised land has something to do with my promise for my promise to me, to you. See, the thing about it is you have to realize that God promise, promises to himself to yeah. be a blessing to you. He's not blessing me because he just want to bless me and I'm just so good. He says, you know what I do? I'm a blessed John. I'm a blessed Nick. And I promise myself that I'm going to do it. <laughs> and so you end up being blessed because he made a promise to himself that word. he was, that he was going to bless because he's going to be a man of his word. Come on. He's not going to lie. So yeah, when he yeah. calls to Moses and he says, listen, send my people go to the promised land. And Moses was like, I ain't going because I want I want I want to wait on the people. He's like, OK, my promise is that I have to take this people there. So y'all stay out here. Twenty one and under y'all go in. And so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we and you said it like we 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 how how the concept of death. Right. It, it's and we understand why, you know, we in our, you know, in our flesh, we're attached to people. We know that we're attached mm-hmm. to people. And so when we lose someone, we, we know, right. We, we understand that, but it's always this, um, there's, you know, some people struggle with acceptance. Some people struggle with, but the reality is the constant is right. That one day I mm-hmm. will not be here. Yep. Do I know when that day is? No. I don't know what my appointed time is, right? It, it could be tomorrow, if we're being real, right? Or yep. I could be 105 when it happens. I don't know. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, we don't know the time, but we can't waste time either. 
Exactly. You know, and I think you hit yeah. that you hit that so on the head. Like we don't know the time, but we can't waste the time. Like, and so I was writing in this journal, and this journal was saying something like, Hey, where do you want to be in a year? I was like, Okay, cool. This was like, where do you want to be in three years? And I was like, Yeah, cool. And it said, when then it asked, How old would you be in 10 years? And I was like, Okay. <laughs> it was like, How old would you be in 20 years? I was like, yeah. wait a minute, hold on. I'm running out of time. <laughs> I've really felt like I like I had a real daunting feeling like, dang, I got to get going. I got to get moving uh, for what purpose? Um, and I really believe God really is using us to establish his will on the earth. Yeah. And we get to participate in his will to establish something that has already been designated from eternity. Yeah, we're we're just kind of like in this moment that says, like, this is what God wants to do and this is how he wants to handle it. And just like he did in the days of old, there is a people that are chosen um, to be those people for him in the earth realm today. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think, you know, it's one of when I when I think about time um, and just to bring it even more limitless. Right. Like. It's funny when because I mean, I remember in my 20s. I didn't think about time. I was indestructible. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I thought. You know, when, when I was in my 20s, I didn't think about 20 years from now. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, we think about material stuff. You think about, oh, I want to be doing this, I want to be doing But we mm-hmm. never thought about like, man, I'm 20. I only have like, I mean, where would I be in 50 years? Like, we don't think about that. You know, and, and I remember it was, I think it was my 37th birthday and it's the age 37. You're, you're half the world is younger than you. And the other half of the world is older than you. Mm-hmm. So on one side, I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm on the decline. I'm on my way down the hill mm-hmm. in terms of time. Because yep. the reality is there's more years behind me yep. than there are ahead of me. And possibly, yep. Possibly, right? And it certain things become a reality. Certain things become more relevant. Um, how we do things, how we operate in purpose, how we operate in our relationship with Christ mm-hmm. shifts. And I and I'll be honest, power to the twenties somethings that are like going hard for God, like nobody's business. I wish I was that. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do. You know, and that that's a regret. I, honestly, if I'm transparent, like I, I wish I would have gotten to know God more, stronger then. I'm appreciative and grateful for what I have now because there, mm-hmm. there's been some learning. There've been some lessons. You talked about it, like that, that post salvation backslide. Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> post there, Jesus that. backslide is what Look, I call it. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the shot glass. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, post Jesus backslide, man. I'm going to tell you right, man, that post Jesus back, that, that post Jesus backslide. <laughs> yeah. Pre Jesus boy, because it's like, Hey, I'm already not with him. Right. So I'm good. That post Jesus backslide is like, you know, it's like it's crazy because you're going to mess around and you yeah. feel like horrible. And don't let no religious folks hear about your post Jesus backslide moments. Oh, gosh. You know, you ain't you ain't dang no grace for you. Right. But I think the idea 
when it comes down to this, the, the limitless God that we serve, we, yeah. we, we've talked about the things that he'll do through us. I think just, but the, from the transparency of this conversation, yeah, you're dealing with limitless. You have to identify that, that he is, he's yeah. in revelations. It says that he's the, he's the, the beginning um, the one who is, the one who was, and the one who is to come, right? He he was in the beginning establishing and one two places I really love uh to go to, even when it comes down to like scripture. Like when you go to like John one and you know, and they lay it out there. Uh let's see here. Let's pull this up. John one. And it goes into in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being in him was life and life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehended not. And then you're like, OK, so where's that? Where's that verse that kind of really makes sense of that? And I, and that's you got to go to Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. And then God says, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. And over in John, he's saying the light, the darkness could not comprehend the light. There was a separation from light and darkness. But here you see Christ come in the midst of time. But outside of that, it, he created it so that we can exist in it. Because as you go on, he's doing this thing for us. And we have to identify that the world was created for hum humans. It was created for humanity to have mm -hmm. dominion over. And I think what we're experiencing is that since sin has come into the world, right? We talk about this limitless God. What makes him limitless? He's sinless yeah. because the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So what that basically means is that you sin, your payment eventually will be death. Just like you go have a job, you work two weeks and you get paid for what you did. Sin comes into your life. Your, 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 your end result is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, which means that you didn't, it's a gift. There's nothing you had to do to work for. So yeah. the gift of God is eternal life. What he's really saying is that the gift of God is limitlessness. You, you don't have to, you're not, you're beyond time. Your, your inheritance is to have eternal life. So now I don't have to deal with time from the constraints because here's the thing. In the beginning, when we first kind of got on the earth, I don't know if you ever noticed, you ever read your, when you read your word, like yeah, yeah. those cats, like in the beginning, like how long they lived. <laughs> I mean, that's great. Man, six, seven hundred years. Six, seven hundred years. And it that just goes to tell me that, like, wait a minute, there was a part of our nature that was designed. When you just think about the body and the way the body yeah. is made, like it's designed to get rid of excrement, to get rid of things okay. that's not yeah. good for it. Just it's like, wow. This thing is created intricately. Big Bang, yeah, right. Ain't no explosion gonna fix, gonna do this. Right, <laughs> it right, just right, practically right. don't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. But to see what God has done to say, okay, sin come into the world. Now you got limits because He told Adam and Eve. He says, if you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. You now have a limit. Now, oh shoot! When we were designed to be eternal, 
and to have dominion over this gift that he's given us, which is the world. Hey, listen, I'm going to create a place that's like heaven and I want you to run it, son. Got you, dad. But listen, don't eat of that. Don't eat of that tree. Got you, dad. Oh, man, what you do, son? I ate of that tree. Dang it. I told you if you do it, you will surely die. Now I got to be a person of my word and I got to put limitations on you. And so a lot of times when it comes down to the things of God, we find ourselves limit, you know, under these limits because sin is in the way and we don't talk about sin like that no more because we don't want to say like, if you sin, God ain't pleased. If you sin, that's the, the, your wage is death. We just think it's just being my truth, doing what I want to do and all those other different things. And so when you want to take the limits off God, man, you really have to find yourself living a sinless life. I don't know how to do that though. Yeah. How, how do you do a live a sinless life? Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, it, it's a million dollar question, right? How, how do you, how do you, you know, and I think it's, it's the, you know, I think that's why some people don't want to sign up for the journey because they think you have to be, perfect Mm -hmm. and and god never asks us to be perfect and i love even when you you, christian is it it ultimately like christ it didn't say you were christ Mm because to be perfect would mean you are Mm -hmm. right but it's to be christ-like so what's the intent of your heart during the time you're here Mm -hmm. right and 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 you touched on uh, some things and we talked about this in week one these self-imposed limits we put on ourselves Mm -hmm. because how can we like now of course there's natural limitations to things Mm -hmm. right that's why we have speed limits that's why we have certain other limits that don't allow us to do anything right because it's a safety feature Mm -hmm. christianity has some safety features that we we can't do things Uh right that would be too great and like you mentioned Adam and Eve, don't eat this tree was a safety feature. Don't mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want to do in here. Think about that. Whatever you want. He gave them limitless access to the garden, except for the safe zone, mm-hmm. except for the safety. You can't do this. You could do anything else you want to do in here. Think about That's the right. level of dominion. that. Think about if I let you in my house. Yep. And I say, you can do anything in this house you want except go in that one room. Yep, don't go in my bedroom. Don't go in that room. (laughs) Thank you. Don't go in my bedroom. You can go wherever you want to do. You can go in the refrigerator. You can cook. Do whatever you want. Sit on the patio. Light the Mm -hmm. fireplace. Do whatever. But you cannot go in that one room because if you go in that room, then you have now, you went beyond the set. You went beyond your limit. You went beyond the limit. Mm -hmm. I gave you dominion for everything else, but you can't go here. And how we sometimes, even for ourselves, will give, will have such a limitless moment, and we allow the desire of the limit to think about it. I, I told this story before um, at church when I first got my driver's license. Right? What's the what's the first thing you want to do? You want to drive fast. Oh yeah. You want to drive fast. And what's the one place you can go drive fast? The expressway. Expressway. It's the first place I went. First place, right? (laughs) 
but the express limit, the speed limit on the expressway was 65. Now, why they put 120 on the dashboard for this miles per hour? I ain't never seen a car go that fast. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see my limitation. Now I'm limitless. Think about it. I just got my license. That's freedom. I don't know. That 120 helped out on the west side of Chicago I to mean, get out of some of those I neighborhoods. Mean, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but if you think that's true, uh, but we 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 got a license that gave us freedom. Mm-hmm. That we are now we can go wherever we want. To. We can go. We can get in the car and go. Oh man! As oh, long man. as you follow the speed limit. And I told you, I got behind that car, man. I hit that expressway one in the morning, and I was the only one. Oh, Think about yeah, it. Think about it. I'm the only one on the expressway. Ain't nobody going to see. Mm-hmm. It's 65, but 120 on the dash. Let me go and crank this up to 105 and see what it can do. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to know. And sure enough, took off. And it's crazy. It, this is the scariest thing I ever did, man. That's the scariest thing. You, it is. I don't know how NASCAR drivers do it at 230 miles an hour. I don't know how they do it. Especially if you had a car like mine, man. and when you got up to 100, it started shaking. You'd be like, uh. <laughs> no, the, Mon- the Monte Carlo was smooth. Yeah, but it, no, it felt no. Too good. I had a nice, o- I had an Oldsmobile, uh, what was that, uh, a Buick Century. <laughs> man. And, and I think. That thing was fast, though. It, oh, it, yeah. It get it up. It get up, but it shook around like a hundred something. But Shouldn't I, have done that though. Yeah, man. But I think that's the thing when it comes to to this limitlessness, right? Like we we will we'll look past all the limitless except for that five percent I can't have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people. Well, I, I I don't you know. Okay, I'm gonna be a Christian, but I still want to do X. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, though, right? So I, I'm glad you brought that up because you talk about your license. The license gives you authority to do certain things. So if we stick with the driving analogy, the the license gives you authority to drive. But you also have limits on the expressway. But here's the thing. When you operate within the authority of the license, it is limitlessness. Understand this. The limits that he set, like the law, the, the the Ten Commandments, um, the the things of the Bible, all those kind of things. That's not set by man. That's set by God. Sin only comes into the world because God set laws in place, which identifies the sins. And people think like, oh, it's because I'm bad. No, he said thou should not kill. So when you kill, that becomes the sin because God said don't do it because he set that limit. So now when you go back to the to the speeding example, it becomes wrong at 66 miles an hour, not at 65, because your license says I have the authority to go up to the limit that is set for this moment and this time. And so I, I think it's a very unique thought when you're talking about limitlessness, because limitlessness also to me makes me feel like I can do whatever God allows me to do within the confines of his grace. And, and that's where, I, I, again, I, people get so caught that they they don't see the authority. They, they don't see that part that you're talking about. They don't see that. Instead, they're so caught up 
mm-hmm. on the thing. And and, and and even going back to Adam and Eve, like if you think about it, mm-hmm. they got the instruction from the most high. They they knew. Adam knew. He knew. He knew, right? Mm-hmm. He had all of this. Brother, it's yours. You you dominion do it all. Except that. And then the enticement of somebody coming and putting into question what the authority said. Is that what is that what is that what he really said? You know. Mm-hmm. And that little bit of doubt. And, and it's funny, like, cause he because he, he went to Eve first. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to Adam first. Yep. Because Adam got the instruction. Eve got it from Adam. So when the serpent is asking Eve about God, she got it secondhand. So he knew exactly where to go. But then even at that moment, Adam, and, and you know, you read this all the time, like who's to mm-hmm. blame? You know, we've heard pastors say, well, you know, Eve this, Eve that. Eve get a lot of flack. But the truth of the matter is, Adam got the instruction. Mm-hmm. So when Eve turned to him and said, here, he should have been like, oh, no, nah, I ain't going down with you. He, and, and, and so it's this, again, the, the, the desire of what I can't do, what I can't have, ultimately, we self-impose ourselves to not experience the limitlessness of God. Mm-hmm. And, and then even take it a step further, we... we there, there's so many things, and ultimately that turns out to be a distraction. It does. We start getting distracted at things that take our eye off God, ultimately, and takes us out of position to do the things that we're called to do or have dominion over or have authority over. So then we, so then that our lack of decision making, because again, it's free will. Mm hmm turns into the opposite side, the consequence of that, right? Correct. And then we take it a step further and get bitter with God because he ain't allowing us to experience his limitlessness. God didn't stop being God. He did, His limitless didn't, didn't stop, oh, well, because, you know, Jonathan ain't doing this or Nick ain't doing that or Johnny or Susie ain't doing it. Well, no, I can't. So then we get the mindset that, well, God's not limitlessness. He's not limitless. Well, hold on. Just because he's not, you're not experiencing it doesn't mean that he's not it. Yeah. And I think you have to also, I mean, you have to come to the conclusion that, you know, all that God is, um, we won't experience him um, like, like to his fullness. We have to come to the conclusion that when it comes down to the fullness of God, it is one of those things that we're just, we just may not experience here on earth. We, we won't. Um, we do have some things in our way. We do have distractions in our way that causes us to, um, one, put limits on God, right? I.e. fine. Let's just take finances, right? I know we're kind of, we're floating all over the place here and I, and I, but I still think it's still in the same vein where I remember, I tell you this story where I, I just moved from, uh, from my college town and, um, and I moved up to Chicago and I just believe I heard the Lord say, go. So I did it. 
and I didn't have enough money to get a U-Haul. And my auntie gave me like $300. That was a big deal back at the time when we did that. Moved up to Chicago. I got a job and I was living in another person's house that was, um, they were part of the church and I lived in their condo. Me and my wife lived in their condo. And um, I was like, yeah, we're doing the will of God. We, we helping them, you know, keep their condo and we're renting it out. And then I got a job from another guy who was a member of the church as well. And I was like, oh man, I'm working for one of the people in the church and I'm living in one of the people at the church's house, man. That's just full circle blessings all over the place, but you couldn't tell me nothing. And then uh, 30 days later, I got fired. I didn't know why, but I think he got a little bit over his head with having me on. And I was straight up broke. I just moved, broke my lease. I didn't have no money, didn't have a job, living in Chicago, which is way more expensive than my college town. And I prayed this prayer, praying, asking for money. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, um, I can't, I can't, um, I'm not going to answer your money prayers. I was like, well, why not? Why won't you answer my money prayers? He said, because you'll treat me like an ATM. I said, what? He says, why don't you ask for something that I want for you? I says, well, Lord, if, 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 if I knew what you wanted for me, wouldn't I pray that prayer? He's like, exactly. Cause I wasn't praying that prayer. I says, well, then what should I ask for? He says, you know what? Why don't you ask for love? All right, cool. So Lord, teach me how to love. And so I'm going to my sister and my mom and uh, bless her soul. And, you know, it was just like, I love you. Yeah, let's go out to eat. I'm doing the rah-rah with the family. And that's when the 30 days happened. I got fired. And I was like, Lord, I thought you were trying to teach me how to love. So three weeks later, the pastor is preaching this message on how to, you know, on, on, on Joseph and his brothers throwing them in the pit. And I look back. The guy who fired me wasn't at church. I was like, man, he need to be here. This is for him. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that's for him. He threw his brother in the pit. Now I ain't got no money. Get to communion Sunday, bro. And straight up, like we get to communion and pastor was like, if there's any ought in anyone's heart, I want you, you want you to go to that person and ask them for forgiveness. And I was like, <laughs> he, he ain't talking to me. Is, is what I said. Like, he ain't talking to me because I ain't the one that did that. Yeah. And the very next words that came out of the pastor's mouth and the person who has purposed in their heart that I'm not talking to you, you're the one the Lord is talking to. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. And so yeah. I went to the guy and he was there that Sunday. Okay. I hugged him. I told him I forgive you because I was bitter. I was mad. Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just moved. I got a wife. We just moved. I was actually contemplating on going back to my college town because that lease was still active. So I was like, I'm going back out. God didn't tell me to come up here. I don't believe it now. Cause now I'm at this point where it's like, this can't be the will of God. I'm going through it now. Yeah. I'm going through. This can't mm -hmm. be the will of God. That was the very first thing I said. This can't be the will of God. I'm going through. And how many times as believers do we say, God can't want me to go through this. This is horrible. Well, look at Jesus when he's like, not my will, but thine will be done. Crucifixion. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't think that God will allow us to go through to make us help us pray better, yeah. to help us give more, to help us be more kind, 
to teach us how to love. How are you going to teach you how to love if you ain't around nobody who hates you? Yeah. How are you going to teach you how to be patient if you ain't got to wait on a job? How are you going to teach you how to be long suffering if you just keep applying for stuff and they just keep telling you no? How are you going to have joy that surpasses your understanding if you got a reason to be sad, if you ain't got a reason to be sad? So I took my communion and the Holy Spirit said, now that's love. I says, what? Wow. He says, that's love. I said, well, Lord, I, what do you mean is that love? He says, I can't teach you love if don't nobody hurt you, son. And we talk about this limitless nature of God. We have to understand that if you really want to really deal with being limitless, you have to accept the things God will give you without limits. The fruits of the spirit. And he says, I'm going to give this without no, without no repentance, no law against these. There is no law. He goes through the whole list and you can have love, joy, peace, kindness, <laughs> meekness, all those. You can have them all and ain't no law against it. That means that I don't have a cap on how much you can love. Yeah. Ain't got no cap on it. It's limitless. You want to be limitless with God? You want what God has for you? Man, start accepting the stuff that God has for you. That's that is limitless. And I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't money. It ain't health. It's those spiritual things that defines and cultivate the natural. And God says, I love love is there is no limits to it. Forgiveness. There's no limits. The disciple acts. Jesus like, man, how often should I forgive somebody? 70 times seven. That's just one dude. It's 490 times a day. I don't even talk to him that much. Right. <laughs> he basically was saying like, there's no limits. That's just today. You, that's impossible for you to forgive somebody that much. But what I'm saying is the expectation is to continue to do it all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. There's no limits to forgiveness. There's no limits to love. There's no limits to joy. This is the nature of God that he's trying to give us that sometimes we as believers actually reject and say, like, I don't want to keep loving. Lord, can you just give me some money? No, because you'll treat me like an ATM. But if you actually learn what to do with it, I ain't got no problem with blessing you like that. Why? Because, beloved, I wish that you prosper even as your soul prosper, which means that I want you to prosper even together with your soul. I don't want to just give you money and you can't handle it. I want you to have both. I want you to, to grow in that together. And so as I dive, as I started to dive into what God wanted, he says, do you want to continue? I says, well, sure. Why not? So he started teaching me patience. I had to wait. Ain't no limits on patience. Cause if you run out of patience, it never was patience, Nick. <laughs> nope. The very definition of patience is to wait. Yep. And so when you're talking about that limitless nature of God, bro, it's like, it, it's the stuff that he wants to give. I want to find that though and share it with your audience view. That's okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, and otherwise you're looking that up, I think you, you tapped on something really, really key is that we, we associate limitlessness with things that have limits. Mm -hmm. Money, you know, time, you know. We got all the time in the world. You don't. You really don't. You, mm -hmm. you you really don't. And if the last two years have taught us anything, you don't know what's to come tomorrow. You know, we talked about that a while ago. Like we mm -hmm. people are so worried about tomorrow. 
but they're not doing anything today. You know, they worried about tomorrow, but they're not living like there's no tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that, like the, the limitless supply of things you have with God, you don't want to tap into. Yep. You don't want to go deeper in love for people, mm-hmm. but you totally can. That's, yep. Or even just take it to the apex of all things when it comes to Christianity, your relationship with God, you know, because you got the blessed and highly favored saints. You got the, you know, saved and sanctified. All the people who, you know, I've been in, I've been in church for 35, 45, 55 years. I'm good. They don't want to prayer. They don't want to, you know, grow anymore. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, here's the reality of when you arrive as a Christian is when you get to heaven. That's when yep. you arrive. That, that's yep. your arrival. That, that's it. That's when you made it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. Well done. That that's your I made it. I now I don't have to do anything else. Well done, but my good and faithful you, servant. But until you get there, guess what? You can mm-hmm. go deeper. So for anybody that's listening, think about this. Let's start limitless there. If you say, if I had to tell you, okay, rate your relationship with Jesus on a scale of one to ten. And if you say ten, I'ma challenge you, go for twenty. Mm-hmm. Or matter of fact, just keep going. Till you meet them, just keep getting deeper. Till you meet them. <laughs> they say ten is like it's like you're giving a tithe because yeah. it's really should be right. at a hundred. <laughs> but even still, like people think about uh, think jokes. about relationships you have. Like, has the, is there ever a friendship that doesn't get deeper with time? Mm-hmm. Is there ever a marriage that gets deeper with time? Now, granted, there's things that happen. I get that, but real, genuine, positive relationships mm-hmm. get deeper with time why because there are no limits except mm-hmm. the limits we put on it right so of course we got the friends who we call associates right mm-hmm. we put that limitation on that for reasons but we did it or we have the you know everybody got a relative you don't really mess with like that we put limits on that mm-hmm. but if it's big mama you know auntie you know uncle i go to the ends of the earth with you bro like we yeah. do that but we get so if, if we want to even get into the other things of limitlessness, mm-hmm. it starts with our relationship with Christ. That has to be the first limitless thing we experience. Yes, sir. If we can take the cap off that, everything else falls in the line. You wanted to share something with people before we get out of here. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think this would be a good spot too because um, you were talking about like having that relationship with Christ and taking the limits off of that. I think I want to kind of flip that on its head though, right? Because it's an invitation. It's it's a it's a it's an invitation to to come and have this relationship. I, I don't think there's anything that I can do to take the limits off my relationship with God that, that that he doesn't teach me to how to do. I don't know how to love until he teaches me how to love. I don't know how to take the limits and 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 trust in him unless he teaches me how to do it. And sometimes we put a lot of weight on ourselves to do certain things in ministry or as Christians or just as believers that honestly, man, we can't do without him. (laughs) We can't do. And I'm going to jump into this Galatians 5 and 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. And we talked about how the law is the limit of God. 
the speed limit that says, hey, you all good until you go over 65. <laughs> you went 105. So now there's a limit. But what he's saying is I didn't create a law. I did not create a limit for love. But these th but this has to come by way of the spirit. So there's no limit to love. There's no limit to joy. And as I'm saying, I want to just say it because I want them to hear it, how it sounds. There's no limit to peace. When you are in a situation and it's just turmoil and he says, I've given you peace that surpasses all understanding. God says you have unlimited peace. Look at all the stuff that we've been through over the last two years. Man, if somebody would have told me I had unlimited peace. I got unlimited patience. How many times I've heard people say they're running out of patience? It can't be if you run out of it. But it's unlimited. Unlimited kindness. Unlimited goodness. Unlimited faithfulness. Unlimited gentleness. Unli oh, man. It's for our young, our young fellas out there. Unlimited self-control. Against these, there I, I ain't ain't got no law on that stuff. You can have you can have those things all you want. That's a buffet, a spiritual buffet. And when you talk about the limitlessness of God, do you want to? Okay, we talked about time, but if you really want to know where God is unlimited, where He would give you as much of this as you want, Galatians five and twenty two, He'll give you. You can have all that <laughs> with no limits. <laughs> It's it's such a powerful note to end on because it, and I'm hoping that people are listening, whether this is your first time listening or you don't replayed it or somebody shared it with you, like if you don't take nothing else from what we've been saying, these things here are limitless when it comes to God. There's no law on these things. There's no limit. You can love beyond you you can you yep. can have joy beyond you can have self control beyond yep. right and, and it's truly an invitation as John said and, and so the question is will you accept the invitation is it easy no is it worth it yes does it take some time yeah if you committed to it but we know God can do a work in a short amount of time. And so it's an encouragement to everyone that's listening. Tap into the thing because limitless is God's nature. And truthfully, there's no cap to that. John, pray us out, man, as we close this out. Almost definitely. Um, wherever you are, just bow your heads. If you're driving, uh, don't drive 105. Don't bow your heads. I think there's laws against that. But we're going to go ahead and pray uh, because we love the Lord and he hears us uh, when we pray to him. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you. We thank you for each and every listener um, that is um, on these different mediums that you have set before us, that you've allowed us to have, whether it's podcast, video, YouTube, um, uh, all different means that you've given us through Zooms and, and all this technology that you've allowed us to get the gospel out to the uttermost parts of the world. There's places that would not hear about your goodness, that would not hear about your love and your joy and your peace and your patience and your kindness and your faithfulness and your gentleness. This is your nature, Lord, and we thank you uh, for giving us these means. And we pray for those listeners who is hearing this. Lord, we ask that you will minister to their heart, uh, minister to um, their heart in such a way that they are compelled 
to say, what must I do to be saved? And we pray, oh God, Father, that you will guide them by way of your spirit as you promised to do. You said you would send us a comforter. You'll send us a lead. You'll send us a guide. And so we pray for those um, who have who have decided to, to follow you, who have raised their hand and said, Lord, I don't want any more limits in my life. I want to follow you and love you um, through it all. Father, we thank you for the ministries and and, and the families that's attached um, even to our host. And we thank you for Nick. And we thank you for the work that you've allowed him to put his hand to. We pray right now, God, Father, for him and his family, um, that you would keep them, oh God, Father, as only you can do, put a hedge of protection around them as they fearlessly, limitlessly um, go into the camps even of the enemy and go into places, oh God, Father, that others wouldn't go, but you call them to a uh, a time such as this. We thank you uh, for each and every person that has listened and um, that has heard this word, and we pray, oh God, Father, this will transpire throughout the world that the gospel of Jesus Christ um, would get out to the uttermost parts, to the remotest parts of the earth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Jonathan, thank you again. Yes, sir. On, and I'm telling y'all right now, Jonathan yes, sir. will be no stranger. This might be the first time, but it will not be the last time. So you might hear him again around the summertime. When we took off our persons of interest series. Just throwing that out there. We'll see what happens. But again, yes, sir. thank y'all so much for tuning in. And remember, keep seeking insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. It will change your life and your world. God bless. Thank you.